Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It is Tuesday, September 22nd. On the podcast today, I'm going to be joined by Sarah Griffin of the Pride Diehards podcast. She has been on the podcast uh, several times before, and I'm looking forward to catching up with her and uh, kind of talking about a bunch of the topics that I've covered about the Bruins since their playoff loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, just covering those topics and bouncing them off someone else will be uh, will be fun. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so on whatever podcast app you use, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts. Uh, each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download and listen and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, it would be very much appreciated. It really goes a long way to help build the podcast and to help us chart on the iTunes ranks in particular. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at ENC McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. For those who don't know me, I am formerly a hockey news editor at The Score up here in Toronto, covered NHL and international hockey, women's hockey, a little bit um, up here for about five years on the mobile app. And uh, that was a great experience. Got to go to the Hall of Fame, uh, practices, things like that. World Cup a few years ago. I also have covered junior hockey for SB Nation most recently, uh, covering some junior prospects for the the Sharks and the Blackhawks. The Guelph Storm up here won a championship uh, last season, uh, so that was uh, an amazing experience to cover for sure. So that's just a bit about me. To begin today's podcast, we have some uh, actual news to report about the Bruins. Bruce Cassidy, of course, won the Jack Adams Trophy earlier this month, and some Bruins picked up some added accolades on Monday during the NHL's virtual awards ceremony from Edmonton. David Pasternak, who won the Rocket Richard Trophy, along with Washington's Alex Ovechkin, as a league leader with a career-high 48 goals. He was named a first-team NHL All-Star for the first time in his career, making him just the second right wing in team history to earn the honor after Ken Hodge did it in 1971 and 1974. Brad Marchand and Tuka Rask were both named to the second-team NHL All-Stars, and the three Bruins among the first and second teams uh, were the most from any team, which was pretty cool. For Marchand, it was his third All-Star honor after having been named to the first team in 2017 and the second team in last season, 2019. Uh, Tuka Rask was previously named to the first team in 2014. We also learned that David Pasternak finished fourth in the Hart Memorial Trophy voting for league MVP, which was won by Edmonton's Leon Dreisaitl. Artemi Panarin from the Rangers and Nathan McKinnon from the Colorado Avalanche were the other finalists. He received three first-place votes, 12 second-place votes, 
15 thirds, 43 fourths, and 51 fifths for 369 points. It was the first time in his career that he had received Hart Trophy votes, and it certainly won't be the last. Brad Marchand was also in on the Hart Trophy conversation. He finished ninth in Hart voting with three fourth-place votes and three fifth-place votes. He also came in ninth in Selkie Trophy voting, which was uh, released earlier this month, with one first-place vote, a second, a fourth, and four-fifths. Patrice Bergeron, of course, finished second in Selkie Trophy voting, falling just short of what would have been a record-setting fifth Selkie as the league's top defensive forward. That award was won by Sean Couturier of the Philadelphia Flyers. To Garask, who posted a record of 26-8-6 with a league-leading 2.12 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage, he finished uh, second in Vesna Trophy voting behind Winnipeg's Connor Hellebuck and head of Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender Andre Vasilevsky. Hellebuck was a very worthy winner, uh, did not have nearly the defense in front of him that Tuka Rask has in Boston. Uh, Rask, along with Yaroslav Halak, did capture the Jennings Trophy for the fewest goals allowed in the season among uh, goaltending duos around the NHL. So uh, he did get some hardware, but fell short of the Vesna. But it's hard to argue against Hellebuck for that uh, trophy. He got 10 first place votes, 15 seconds, four thirds, and has now finished in the top seven five times in his career. Charlie McAvoy, it was cool to see he got some love in the Norris Trophy voting. He placed 10th in that uh, voting and certainly will not be um, left off the ballot uh, at any point throughout his career, hopefully. He also finished 11th in the All-Star voting among defensemen. Zdeno Chara got some love as well in the Norris, finished 19th, and it was the third straight season and 14th time in his career that he received Norris votes. Tori Krug also had a fifth place vote to finish in a tie for 19th, the second time that he has received votes for that award, the other time being 2017. Both of those guys, as we know, could be moving on from the Bruins, which would be uh, interesting to say the least. We'll get into that here with Sarah Griffin in a moment. But before we get to that conversation, Let's talk for a moment about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from literally hundreds of manufacturers. I found a tail lamp that I need for my 2003 Honda Odyssey quite easily. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices you prefer. Speaking of prices, they're always reliably low, and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. If you go to rockauto.com right now, you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right. I am joined once again on the podcast by Sarah Griffin. She 
is currently a co-host of the Pride Diehards podcast, which is uh, always a great listen, along with uh, Spencer, who's also been on the podcast before. And uh, I can't remember how many times it is now that you've been on the podcast, Sarah, but I, I'm, I'm starting to think I might need two hands to count that. <laughs> Uh, I would say definitely four now, maybe. I think four. I might be five. Might be five. I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, I think it might be five now. I think that's a new record. So congratulations. Oh, thank you for uh, putting up with talking to me every once in a while. So uh, how how has your summer been? I think last time we talked, you mentioned how you were supposed to cover the baseball this summer down in the Cape. Uh, Yeah. uh, What ended up? (laughs) happening this summer what ended up uh becoming of of your summer months yeah so I ended up obviously not going down to the Cape for the baseball league but instead I've been writing for Hitcherlist which is a baseball website in addition to the pride diehard stuff um still just writing out that post college grad life thing trying to figure things out (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. It's a crazy time. I think when I graduated, I was without work for a good four or five months, I think. So that was that was pretty fun. And that was not in a pandemic either. I know, not the best timing for anything, no. really. <laughs> I guess I just saw the Pride. They're getting a couple banners hung up at the, at the airport in Boston, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. It looks like they're putting up a championship. Is it, I guess it wouldn't be a championship banner for this season because they didn't really technically win the championship. Is it just to kind of commemorate their almost perfect season or something like that? I think so because I know one, yeah, is the championship banner, but then I don't know what the most current one is, but I'm assuming it's something either for their season record or just making it to the final since there was no actual final right yeah that sucks is there any word yet on like when they might be able to play again or if they're gonna have a season in 2021 or what's the latest Yeah, they're definitely having a season they started practices like official practices or at least the pride did last week oh sweet and the season's supposed to start up again in i think it's like january 20th 21st i think okay something like that is like the official start date yeah, I was definitely hoping to go see a game up here in Toronto, but I don't know what the situation will be in terms of fans. Oh, yeah. Being allowed to come and stuff. That would be pretty sucky for their inaugural season not to be able to have fans in the arena. I know. I didn't even think of that, actually. Yeah, it is. Especially your first season, you can't have any fans in there. Hopefully, they're able to figure something out. Yeah. I'm not even sure where they're going to be playing. I should check in on that what arena they'll be at anyways. So, um, yeah, speaking of the hockey, the Bruins, have you recovered from the Bruins loss to the lightning yet? Uh, have you still been watching the playoffs since the Bruins were eliminated? I watched a few games here and there. I haven't been like super, super into it. I do. I'm like, sure. I'll cheer for the stars. Cause I yes. definitely don't want the lightning to win, but hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I've been on the Stars for sure since uh, either if they played the Islanders or the Lightning, I was going to cheer for the Stars either way. Because there's quite a few Bruins ties on on the Stars, like Rick Bonus was coach back in the day. And Sagan, obviously, 
Rich Peverly still works for the Stars. So there's a lot of, uh, well, and Hudobin, obviously, too. So there's a lot of reasons to cheer for the Stars, not just because we hate the Lightning. <laughs> yeah, no, the Stars are actually very likable now because I watched the first game. I didn't watch the one last night, but I'm like, they actually have a very likable group of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're fun. They're fun. A lot of people are, I don't know, getting on them because they, I don't know why that they don't think that their style is is that great, but I, they're pretty fun to watch in my mind. And hopefully Sagan, I guess he's been on a pretty big gold drought now. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, you definitely yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if I'm sure if they win the cup and he doesn't score, he'll still be criticized from like former Bruins people. Just uh, oh, a hundred percent. Just <laughs> never can escape it. Really, no, no. They'll be like, well, they won, but it was no thanks to him. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were your overall impressions of of the Bruins in the in the postseason? Uh, did they, I mean, obviously it was disappointing, but yeah. how did you feel about kind of everything coming together with Rask leaving and just kind of crap in the bed against the lightning? Were you, yeah, just what do you, what do you feel about the season overall and how, and how it ended for the Bruins? I mean, after everything with Rask and stuff, like I thought they really did, like Halak especially, I think really picked it up and like, hmm put on for the pressure he was under in the circumstances I thought he did a great job I know obviously he wasn't perfect which no one expected and like yeah there were some points that you're like oh I wish Tuco was there but yeah. I thought that he did a great job with it and as far as the Bruins go for like you said kind of crapping the bed against the lightning I honestly didn't have super high expectations for that series for them yeah <laughs> so I what really wasn't set on them winning that series truth be told it didn't kill me as much as I thought it would it was just kind of a disappointing ending because that last game I kind of had a spark of hope there (laughs) yeah yeah me too yeah for sure after they yeah if they had won that game then perhaps you could see them getting some momentum going but yeah exactly it's kind of sucked because I mean yeah I agree with you that I didn't I didn't, I think they could have beat the Lightning, but I wasn't, you know, shocked that they didn't or yeah. overly disappointed. It, it was disappointing in the fact that it should have been at least in the conference finals that they played because of the mm-hmm. whole reseeding thing. It would have been nice if Boston had still gotten the top seed and then they had met in the conference finals just to kind of get that far and yeah I think that's what kind of kills me the whole stuff with the seating because yeah obviously you're the best team in the league during the regular season then I get it like why they had to do it like that was the best case scenario in those circumstances but I'm like god it's kind of like it was all for nothing when you look back at it the Bruins like if the Bruins had been had the road that the Flyers had to the conference finals it would have been a lot a lot easier for them obviously oh yeah much better yeah I don't know uh I guess there's still I'm I'm assuming I know your opinion on this but there's still people who are kind of picking out Rask for for leaving the bubble but I'm assuming you don't uh you don't resent him for that at all of course or no not at all especially as more stuff comes out and like oh yeah like a really serious medical emergency with his dart not that he owed anyone explanation for that anyways or that had to be something like so serious but 
it's just like the more that comes out the more I'm like wow you people really have no empathy yeah seriously I know I even read I posted on Twitter yesterday but there's a article in the athletic when they're talking about Rask and it re- referenced him pulling the plug early on the season and it's like the connotation there is still that he just like up and left for no reason yeah just quit there was a first of all there's a medical emergency for his daughter she was in the hospital so to use like a pulling the plug metaphor is pretty yeah perfect to begin with Mm -hmm. and then even just to say that he just left for no reason like it's just it just blows my mind how people don't think when they're talking about something like this and or can't have like you said yeah that empathy like he's a human being this is a real thing that happened anybody that anybody who didn't leave in that situation would be like up for it her. really is like yeah just kind of crazy how like boston media especially like twists it anyway like they want like too good to be this villain so badly yeah. and i will never understand that yeah i don't get it either like he's the he's the best goalie we've ever well not I mean, he doesn't have the cup, but he's the winningest goalie. He's been amazing in the playoffs for the Bruins. He just hasn't, you know, won the cup as a starter, but it's not not his fault that that hasn't happened. Yeah, no, and I've, like, kind of come to the realization, like, even if he did win the cup, I don't think, like, any of those criticisms of him would go away. Yeah, yeah, true. People would just be like, all right, well, what's next? Or do it again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I guess on a positive note, there was the awards that were handed out yesterday, and uh, your boy Charlie McAvoy got some love in in the Norris Trophy uh, vote. And for me, that's kind of just the beginning of that. I'd be shocked if he's not on the ballot for you know the next decade, years so. to come. Yeah, exactly. How are you? Uh, what was your impression of of Charlie in the playoffs and kind of the growth? that's ahead it's pretty exciting I'd say I thought because obviously there's a lot of criticism of Charlie in the beginning of the season with the whole oh no goal thing whatever and once that was over people like finally were like all right he is still good as if like he was having like some off season or whatever yeah but I thought he was one of the best Bruins players in the playoffs I like every time he's on the ice his presence was very noticeable and it kind of like was one of the like high points I think of the playoffs just to like think about because you know Char is eventually maybe not this year but soon enough won't be there anymore and it's nice to know that we have McAvoy there just because he really looked like dominant on defense yeah for sure and it was like it was interesting hearing Bruce Cassidy say that you know defensemen don't usually peak until around 26 he's only 22 so he's you know four years away from his peak hypothetically like I can't even imagine how good he'll be insane. Yeah, I know like he <laughs> is definitely the number one defenseman already on this team and like if Krug leaves then he'll probably be the number one guy on the power play as well on the point like this is mm-hmm. exciting to see what uh what's ahead for him for sure I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to see him in action next year you yeah, know, I'm pumped. Him and yeah. Carlo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Although, I don't know, there has been a lot of trade talk around Brandon Carlo. I know. I'm not really buying it, but I'm not, 
I'm not saying it's impossible, but what, what are you thinking about that? It seems it would have to be like a really big win for them to even consider that. Yeah, I think to trade Carlo, like you said, you need like a big return because especially if you might not have Krug and well, more than likely you're not going to yeah, have Krug, not, it kind of yeah. seems. Char again, like you don't know where he's going to be at. So you can't just put the defense like entirely like not that I don't think like Matt Grizzlick. I think he also has a lot of potential, but I think Carlo is just he's the guy I kind of would want to see there mm-hmm. alongside McAvoy. So I'm not too quick to trade him by any means. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because like Char and Krug have been the two main guys and they're both <laughs> left hand shots. It looks like, like Krug, I think, is definitely gone. Chara, it's yeah, like it's possible. So now it's you have McAvoy and Carlo on the right side as like the new anchors for the blue line, which is pretty exciting. I, the only way I see it happening is if like they trade, say, DeBrusque for a top defenseman, or they get like a Matt Dumba in return, or something like yeah. that kind of fills that hole. There's no way you can lose Krug, Chara, and Carlo without Oh God, no. For sure, like, that would be insane. And I think that would be the idea, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you think about Jake DeBrusque, but I I kind of feel like he is not more than likely, but it's highly possible that, that he's going to be traded before next season. What do you think about that? I would have to agree especially because you do have such a young team at the Bruins and obviously you know not all of them are going to be there next season and of all the guys that have like the most trade potential and the most that you could get a return for I do think especially with how his contract lies out with the timing and stuff more than likely it would be DeBrusque which stinks but because I I mean I love DeBrusque of course Yeah, me too. I mean, his agent, though, it seems like he's going to be pushing for, like, you know, five, six, maybe million dollars on his next deal. And, I mean, he hasn't even – people are talking about him as a a potential 40-goal scorer. He he hasn't even hit 30 yet. So, I I don't know. I I would miss him. I think the Bruins do have a track record, obviously, of trading guys kind of coming out of their entry-level deals – like mm-hmm. Hamilton, Dougie, Sagan, Phil Kessel. Like, I don't, I'm not endorsing it per se, but if they can get a decent return and they don't have to pay him, you know, five, six million dollars, and I'm not opposed to it, I don't think. Yeah, no, it's especially hard with him just because he is, everyone says it, but it's true. He's a very streaky player. So you don't want to like give out all this money just for someone who you don't all like they're not always the most consistent like of course when he's like on like he's on like I feel like he scores like every game for like stretch of, like five or six games yeah and then it's just like 10 games you don't even notice he's on the ice yeah for sure plus if they can um say trade him and then sign like a Taylor Hall which I've heard a little bit of rumblings about that they might be interested that's yeah. amazing like a second line of Hall Creechie and Andre Kasha would be mm-hmm. would be insane I know we really just need to figure out that second line yeah, still seriously. 
which is insane that we're still saying, oh, once you hit the second line together. I know. Yeah, I know. What are you uh, thinking about? One of the big talking points of the offseason so far has been kind of how many kicks at the can this core has left of them. Do you think it's kind of next year and then there are going to be some real big changes or do you think they still have a few years left to compete for the cup? It's hard to say, I guess, because we don't know exactly when the season's going to start, but how are you feeling about kind of the next one or three years for this, for this Bruins team? I think the like key core there definitely has at least a year left in them. I like to think they have more than that, but especially with all the uncertainties now, i like, don't want to be like, Oh yeah. Like they can make a serious run for it with this like same group for like two to three years to come. Yeah. Because that's kind of how I felt at the end of last season too, which <laughs> yeah. is why I think that loss was so much more difficult. Oh, I know. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't know how much like more this group has like just this specific group of people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I already do look back on that game seven as, Probably their best chance to win again with this mm-hmm. core. If they had one, I'd be like, you know, I'm fine for however long. They can do whatever. Trade this guy, trade that. I'm fine. Like, I'm content. But since they did lose that game, it's just like, ah, uh, just really nags at you. And you just want them to, to do it one more time. But I'm really skeptical that they'll be able to get back there. Anytime. The clock's definitely ticking. Yeah. That's sad. So I do think it's going to be a big off season for them and it could be a lot more exciting than, than we originally thought. Like I originally thought Sweeney would just maybe stand pat, make a couple changes, but it seems like there's a lot of pieces in play and it, it could be a, some, some, some decent changes for the Bruins this off season, which, which will be interesting at least. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I think, we haven't really seen that big of changes in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be quite interesting to see the reactions, but. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm expecting, uh, I mean, people are still talking about Danton Heinen being traded. So I can't imagine somebody who's like actually, not that he's not good, but, you know, like <laughs> actual semi-core piece of this team. People are just going to go nuts. <laughs> I do miss Jansen Heinen, but yeah, he was more just. I didn't. I didn't mean to call you. <laughs> oh no, no, no! He's more just one of those people. I'm like, oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. True. I I did like him. He's the. He's definitely that trade. I I didn't really love like Nick Ritchie. Didn't really. Do yeah, much. I think that's the kicker with that one. Just in the end, it didn't really seem like we gained much from it. Like. No, no definitely not. He really, yeah. You could say he was a definite negative for the Bruins in the playoffs. Yeah, I say we don't have to rip on no. Nick Ritchie Poor because Nick. plenty of people have already done that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, his family farm is like maybe forty-five minutes away from my house. Really, so I was tempted to go like TP it or throw some eggs at that fancy, <laughs> but I resisted the resisted the urge. <laughs> Should go just maybe put a sign out and say it's gonna be okay. Or I know he's probably hurting. <laughs> yeah, probably out there. I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of farm they have, but I just picture him 
sadly milking a cow or, or brushing <laughs> a horse and thinking about next season and trying to be better. Poor guy. I was like, literally poor guy. Yeah. I don't even know what Brett, Brett would be up to. He's probably just sitting in a dark room somewhere watch, wishing he could get back to the NHL. Contemplating life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, what else? Uh, what else have you been up to? You've been keeping busy with uh, any binge watching or? I'm pretty sure. Did you? Uh, did you watch? You watched Shit's Creek over the summer, right? Right. Yes, I did. Yeah, very nice. Did you watch like the final season and everything? Yes. Yeah, that, I was so happy to see them clean up the other night at. Uh, at that the, was insane. I know it was nuts. <laughs> well deserved, but yeah, it was like historic. I think I saw that because Dan Le- Levy, he won for acting, writing, and directing. And yes. only, I think Alan Alda had done that for MASH. And mm-hmm. it was in like different years. He's the only person who's ever done that in the same year. And only the second person to ever win all three, which is insane. I like because I was just kind of keeping tabs with the Emmys like via Twitter. Yeah, same. Yeah, and it was just like he kept refreshing. It was like, oh, Shit's Creek, Shit's Creek. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. I was really well happy deserved. For yeah, for sure. I was really happy for him. I started watching him like he used to host an. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but he used to host an after show for MTV Canada for like The Hills. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning that. I used to watch him up there like doing that which is you know i regret admitting that but you can <laughs> look see how it. far he's come though seriously i know it's insane and it's not just because of it like his dad is obviously super famous but yeah it's obviously way more than that and i'm excited to see what i was super happy for annie murphy too like she she is so good i love her i think she's gonna have a i think she's already signed up to do another show has she I think so yeah what was it I can't remember it's for like AMC or something oh okay I'll definitely watch it I love her yeah she is she's super talented I'm excited to see what happens with her career is there anything else you've been watching lately or any other recommendations you have um I just finished the Umbrella Academy actually what did you think about that I loved that yeah yeah I liked it too a lot of that was filmed up here, actually. So it was cool to see some, like all the scenes in season two where it's supposed to be Dallas. It's actually uh-huh. um, Hamilton, Ontario, which is pretty close to here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it pretty cool. I don't know. If, have you watched, um, it's kind of the same, but uh, The Boys on Amazon. Have you seen that at all? No, I haven't. It's like a superhero show, too. And uh, it's really good. It's pretty pretty dark and pretty graphic at times <laughs> it's really good it's pretty similar to umbrella academy but i like it i like it better oh, maybe i'll have to give that a try then because mm-hmm. i need something new well you watch you watched gossip girl right yes um buddy from that isn't it um uh, i can't remember his name on the show but chase crawford oh yes yeah he he's plays on, nate yeah he's on this he's on this amazon show Oh, pretty good in it. Oh, I definitely will watch. I love him. Yeah, he's good. He like he plays a a bit of a creeper on the show, but he's 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 pretty good at it. He's (laughs) he's entertaining for sure. 
But yeah, I liked Umbrella Academy a lot too. Yeah, no, I finished that in like a week. I've been doing a big um, How I Met Your Mother rewatch. I've never watched that. Yeah, it. It's nope. Good. I think I just saw the uh, a bunch of the stars for that show were on Instagram yesterday saying how it started like 15 years ago this week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It is pretty good. I do. I recommend it, but a lot of the jokes don't hold up. Like there's a lot of um, yeah, like a lot of transphobic jokes. Some home. Oh, okay. Because Barney, like Neil Patrick Harris, he's like a huge like ladies man obviously and some of his jokes mm-hmm. are just like just a bit over the top they don't really hold up as much but in terms of like the story arc and stuff i do like it it is one of my favorite sitcoms that way anyways yeah i guess uh did you have any other hockey uh hockey thoughts you wanted to share before we part ways once again not that I can think of. I feel uh, like you have baseball had, like, mode so these much, days. Honestly, barely. I've just had so much trouble like focusing on sports lately. Yeah, I know. It's a mess out there. It is. It's so much. Yeah. It's hard to concentrate on anything really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2020. What a year it has been. Only uh three months left and 2021, I don't know if it's shaping up to be much better, to be honest. Yeah, I would say, I don't have, to, not to be like, oh, downer, but don't have too high hopes for that either. Yeah. I feel like it'll probably just feel like kind of an extension of this. Yeah, I think so. Especially, I don't know, based on whatever happens in November will be a, a big, oh, uh, God, yeah. Signal for that, but let's not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks so much, Sarah, for taking some time to chat again. And, and where can people find you on uh, Twitter if uh, if you want to share that? Uh, my Twitter is at SKG underscore 18. Always entertaining over there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, always good to catch up. Thanks so much for, for jumping Yeah, thanks there. for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, try to do it again sometime soon. If there's any hockey to to talk about maybe like after the draft and free agency and stuff once the Bruins start actually doing stuff. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks so much again and have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you. Take care. Sarah.